They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I am so excited to share with you our guest today. You are going to love her. Her name is Kat Christofton. And first of all, she had a really bad accident. And I'm going to actually let her share that story. But I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her. First of all, she's an author of Broken to Branded and a founder and CEO of Benefab a wearable wellness company for people and animals. So Kat, tell us a little bit about, first of all, tell us what happened that led up to you creating this Benefab company. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, by the way, Donna. I really appreciate it. So really what happened, so this whole story kind of started back in 2011. So it was March 19th, to be exact, and I was actually taking a break from school. You could call it spring break, I suppose, but I had a week-long interval between classes and had come down to Florida to ride horses with some friends, and I grew up on a farm, loved horses, have always loved horses, and they're just magical animals, and horses were always my safe place. Like growing up on the farm, we we didn't have a working farm, but we were all of us in the family were big animal lovers. So there was dogs, cats, sheep, horses, we had it all. <laughs> so I came down to Florida to ride and I was enjoying my time down here. I had actually, I say down here because I now live in Florida post-accident. I didn't at the time, but I was riding actually a horse back to the barn after a lovely ride, and we were walking up an embankment over like a large drop for drainage. And as the horse approached it, it was sort of up a very small sort of hill. And on either side of the embankment was almost like a little bridge anchor rope style that guided you through this embankment. And he stumbled out of all things. My accident was caused by stumble at the walk, um, which is just amazing out of all the crazy things that I did growing up with horses. But did he stumble over something? No. So he stumbled going up the hill. So it was more just like uneven footing. And so he, he stumbled. And then I, I mean, I really like, I remember it like a picture in my memory, but he, I saw his left leg go over the anchor rope because we were quite close to it when he stumbled. And I knew like in that moment, we were definitely falling down and he and I both tumbled over each other 
we dropped down. It was about a 15 foot drop into where the drainage was. And yeah. And so interestingly enough, we had very similar injuries. So we both had um, fractured our necks. He became quite neurologic after the fall and didn't end up making it. And I was rushed to what I now know was Shan's hospital to the trauma ward and was temporarily paralyzed. But of course, with a triple fracture of your C2 vertebrae, um, you know, they don't tell you that it's temporary or not. Like it's kind of touch and go. I was put onto a ventilator. I had pneumothorax, like broken and bruised bones, all sorts of issues. And that was the start of really a split moment that totally changed my life forever. Wow. So tell me, how did they find you? First of all, you're in a an area, I'm guessing, where there's not a lot of people. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good question. So interestingly, I know you introduced me, but my last name is very odd. <laughs> it's unique. So my last name is Chrysostom, and I had my saddle with me. And I was riding for people that I really didn't know very well. And so they, I mean, they knew me. They didn't know anything necessarily about me. It was a friend of a friend. And so they actually Googled my name on the back of my saddle was a nameplate. And that happened to bring up, so my father has, is a dentist and he had a dental practice at the time. So that brought up Chrysostom Family Dentistry. And the the accident actually happened on a Saturday. And so the office was, of course, closed. But on his voicemail was his on-call cell phone number. And so that's how they found me. But of course, I was already in the ambulance and at the hospital. And thankfully, my parents were great. They rushed down. But before they got down, they, they had to stabilize the fracture as soon as possible. And one... Actually, the senior neurosurgeon, he, he wanted to do surgery, and the resident neurosurgeon really wanted to do a halo traction device. I, I do want yeah. to hear that part, but I I'm know sorry. my listeners are asking, how long were you actually there? Oh, like, yes. They found yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. It was actually quite quick because the horse was only down for... I don't know. I mean, it probably was minutes because horses are flight animals and he was quite panicked. So he came up and he was very wobbly and neurologic, but he was trying to struggle to get up and he did make it out of the ditch. And so the the horse was found before me, but obviously without, you know, a riderless horse. Right. Then they're wondering, where's this person? Knowing that the horse is injured, they're guessing there's someone else injured. Okay. That makes total sense. So now they're looking for you. They find you and rush you to the hospital. Okay. So now finish the story. Sorry. I just wanted to, I know there's some listeners that wanted to know that part of it. So of course. Now go ahead and continue on with you're at the hospital. They get a hold of your dad and your parents and- Yeah, so that they were debating between, before they had gotten a hold of my parents, between surgery with a neck fusion or this halo traction device. And they don't like to use halos very often anymore. It was primarily because they are very archaic. I mean, they're like I kind of jokingly say, (laughs) yes, it's like a medieval torture device. It was was awful. And they don't, you know, they can't put you under 
to screw this mechanism onto your skull and there's 32 pounds of pressure. You have to endure that the whole time. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah, it was awful. That really, that moment was actually really what changed my life. Like as they were putting on that halo and I, I don't talk about it often. I do talk about it like in detail in my book, but it's just one of those moments. Like I, I think, you know, I'll never forget it for sure, but it's, um, it was one of the moments that just like, I accepted that I truly didn't think I was going to make it. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like, it was just this like overwhelming, almost peace and calm, which is very odd. But then when I realized like, okay, it was on and they, they put you into the MRI machine and they check it and they take you out and unscrew it and adjust it and put it back on. It was just awful. But I'm so grateful looking back on that resident neurosurgeon because the senior neurosurgeon, he wanted to stabilize it immediately with a neck fusion, but that would have solidified paralysis. So I'm so thankful that she was there and that I did endure that and that she had that, you know, insight and, or I, I should say foresight, you know, to, to give me that second chance because really that is what allowed me to be able to make a full recovery. So that's why they chose to go that option. Yes. Okay. I would. That was my question that I was going to ask you. So that makes total sense. So they're thinking, okay, let's try this. Let's see if we can, hopefully, uh, you won't have paralysis, you know, Long-term, to deal with that yeah. the rest of your life. So, so how long were you actually in this contraption that you're talking about? That's I know, three and a half months. Wow, that's actually not as long as I would have thought. Yeah, three and a half months. So they don't like to keep people in halos more than three months. And I I actually don't know the reasoning for that other than it is 32 pounds of pressure on your skull. And your skull actually contracts with a halo. So when it's taken off, it expands. So I, I was in it for three and a half months and then was taken out of the halo and put into a hard neck brace. And that is really when in the halo, I was on a morphine drip and, you know, was pretty heavily sedated and didn't really know. You know, I understood that I had been very badly hurt, but I didn't understand like how the world was moving on and I wasn't. So for those three and a half months, you literally were pretty much out of it. Yes, pretty much. I was totally bedridden. My parents were amazing. They slept beside me in the bed for three and a half months. And they would, well, other than the times that I was, you know, the days I was in the hospital, but they would, you know, wake up and they, you know, had to take me to the bathroom and get me up. I mean, I was completely dependent on, on them. And yeah, so when, when that halo was taken off and I started to wean off of the medication, that was really when reality set in, like, holy cow, you know, my whole life had, had changed. I'd lost my scholarship. I had a dog at the time of the accident. My dog had been rehomed. Like it was just like my whole life had turned upside down without me. And I was kind of waking up into other people's reality that had been happening for three and a half months, you know? Wow. So what happens at that point? Now you're, you've got this halo off and you're realizing life has went on without you for a while. What yeah. Do you do at that point. 
Well, I had a lot of medical bills that were stacking up. Thankfully, I did have insurance, but I learned the difference between an out-of-pocket maximum and a deductible. (laughs) So that was interesting and a huge life lesson, but I really needed to find a way to, one, start making an income, and two, I needed to make the decision whether I was going to go back to school or not. And that was that was really daunting, that entire decision, because the, the idea of living alone without a caregiver, trying to get to and from class, like from a dorm, you know, from a dorm with the mobility issues, because I still wasn't, I still didn't have full mobility in my right side. How are you functioning physically at this point? Yeah, so I had regained mobility on my left side. My right side, I wasn't regaining full mobility. And like in certain motions that I would walk because the inflammation was so great. Like I would just lose like complete feeling of my arms and legs. So it was very much like I really needed somebody, you know, there to to help and help you through this process. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, I actually had been offered a job by some people up North who I was very familiar with farms and like I mentioned, I grew up on a farm and they had a farm. They were very kind and had offered me a job to manage the farm with a live-in caregiver and I could make an income, but I could do it totally from the ground. So I wasn't doing anything, you know, working wise on the farm. And that was a blessing. It was a stepping stone and it was a really dark time in my life, but it gave me some sort of purpose, you know, to kind of crawl out of that. Right. Well, whole whole space. So what, what kind of things were you doing for them? Primarily managing. So they had, they were starting a cattle business. They also did horses and they were primarily like a hay farm and they did a lot in their community. So arranging events and, you know, looking at it from a marketing perspective. So it was it was very different for me coming from what I, you know, I had been studying pre-med. And so it was kind of a, I always had an entrepreneurial streak and my father is a business owner himself and a dentist. And so growing up, I always had that, like, you know, that, that sort of want or desire to have a business and really think outside the box. So it kind of gave that position actually, you know, gave me that ability to sort of challenge my creative side. So that was a lot of fun. And I wasn't happy doing what I was doing, but it it gave me a purpose for the time. Right, exactly. It gives you a sense of being able to take care of yourself a little bit. So I totally get where that would be. So did you know these people before they offered you the job or how, how did you run across that? I'm just curious. So actually, those were the same people that I was riding for. So they were friends of friends. Did you say that already and I missed it? No, I didn't oh, okay. say that. I, was no. like, I didn't think you said uh, Okay. No, yeah. So those were the people. So they knew, and that was, that was a blessing because they knew about the accident. I right. think that they felt, you know, like a they- obligated. Or yeah, obligated. like they wanted to help and mm-hmm. they, yeah, exactly. So it was, it was really like one of those- almost like a God thing, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I totally can see that. Okay. That makes a a lot of sense why they would opt to have you in. So now you're running this business or you're helping them in the process. And 
how did you get from that to your own business? So at the time, actually, the the neurology group that I had been seeing when I was with my parents was based out of North Carolina. So they live in South Carolina and had kind of gotten me to one of the best firms there. So when I moved up north to take the position with this farm, I, of course, transferred to a new neurologist. And he was the, or up there in that same clinic, were the ones who had recommended the red light therapy. And the reason why I had originally been recommended that was because I had mentioned that the halo traction device shrinks your skull. So when it's taken off, your skull is actually very slowly expanding. And I had never, before my accident, I mean, I don't even think I'd ever had a real headache, maybe one or two in my whole life. It was just something I never, you know, had. Um, but I was having awful migraines. I never experienced anything like that before. And it was a huge complaint because I just, I was feeling nauseous. Like I had all sorts of things on top of the physical ailments. I just felt like, you know, I was like almost brain fog and, you know, just really experiencing a lot of pain there. Uh-huh. And I was complaining to one of the neurologists and he had seen me. It was on a, it wasn't the regular one anyhow. And he had recommended like in a very offhand way, um, red light therapy. And he said, you know, basically we had tried everything else. So he, he just said, you know, you might want to try this. And so I found a local chiropractic firm that offered this, it was like a chiropractic and acupuncturist that offered the red light therapy. And so I, I went, I booked an appointment and it did help my migraines, but more significantly, like it seriously increased my mobility. And I was just amazed at the difference in my mobility. And I would, I would have that increase in mobility and then lose it a couple hours later, but I knew I was on to something. And so I, having a science background, I dove into research and realized like it was reducing inflammation. And I, I learned like the power of really the power of Eastern medicine, because I grew up in a family full of medical professionals, but they were all Western, you know, oriented. And so that was a, that was amazing to be able to see like how we, when we combine Eastern and Western medicine, what it can do. And so I became really interested and basically worked with, in a nutshell, worked with a team of engineers to develop a fabric that mimicked that same red light therapy that I had, you know, experienced to regain my mobility. And it really is what gave me my whole life back. Just for those that don't understand what red light therapy is, it's a it's a little like, it's almost like a cloth thing that you put like wrap around your body or you put in certain areas, right? And this red light is illuminating on your body for a little while. Is that correct? Yes. So red light therapy, actual red light therapy can come in, you know, they have saunas, they have solariums, they have almost like tanning beds with red light. They also have little handheld red light. So it can come in, you know, a variety of different ways. Personally, I was using a solarium, but what I worked with the engineers to finish developing is, yes, it's like a cloth that has proprietary blend of minerals that are embedded into the cloth and it emits far infrared wavelengths. So it's very similar to the far infrared or commonly referred to as red light therapy, but it doesn't have the heating element of the actual light bulbs. 
So like if you look at our cloth, you would think, oh, this fabric is just fabric. Unless you, you know, are to wrap it around you, you do feel like a very soothing, almost like a lot of people compare our products to like after they wrap up in it for an hour, they say, oh, I feel like I just got a deep tissue massage. Um, so it's very different, you know, than, than just a standard piece of fabric, but you could easily mistake it for that if you didn't, you know, if you, you didn't know. It was embedded in it. Okay, exactly. that makes total sense. Wow. So this is something that anyone could pretty much wear anywhere and yes. you could, nobody would even know that you're wearing it. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So with our materials, basically any of the products, we, our customer promise is increased mobility and less pain and three weeks guaranteed. Wow. So if it's treating inflammation, pain, soreness, stiffness, but also we have a large customer base that is looking for just like as athletes that are healthy, just looking for better performance and you know, better recovery that also use the product. So you don't necessarily have to have an ailment that you're, that you're treating. Uh-huh. So now does this, like, are these designed outfits or is it just a, a cloth that you just drape over so, you and then put clothes over it? Explain kind of that. Sure. So we really have a full line. So most of them are actual products. So we do like braces. So we do animal and people products, but we have leg braces like for people. We have ankle, elbow, knee braces. We also have socks, gloves, scarves, blankets, bed sets, like pretty much a full line depending on, you know, what you're looking to target. So that is one thing about the therapy is that it really is going to focus in on where it's touching. So, you know, if you use, like, for example, the socks, if you have a domino effect of pain within your feet, then it's going to really help that. But it's like, if you have hip pain too, you're probably going to need the body wrap, you know, as well. So it's not going to affect the entire body unless you were using the blanket or the bed set. So we really try to stay very focused, you know, on, on certain parts of the body, depending on what people might be struggling with. Okay. So, you know, we have a son that had an accident and he had a rod put in. I'm just curious, this sounds like something that might help him in his healing process. And also I have a friend that has arthritis and Mm -hmm arthritis in the ankle and you said you have ankle bracelets as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that help with arthritis also? Yeah. So we are actually one of the first wearable wellness companies on the market that has peer reviewed published studies. So we've partnered with universities and we have been able to prove that our actual fabrics decrease inflammation and increase blood circulation. So although we haven't specifically studied on arthritis patients, we do know that it significantly helps with decreasing inflammation. So we do have a lot of customers that suffer from either any inflammatory disorder or circulatory disorder, it's going to help. So yeah, absolutely. As far as suppling joints, like reducing inflammation within the joints, it's going to be really great. Okay. Awesome. Wow. This sounds like an amazing product. And I love that it, you know, interesting that your accident led you to actually creating something like this, which is going to help tons of people and animals. I love that it's also something that you can use with animals as well. 
we know we have a lot of animal lovers out there and and I also am an animal lover. So anything mm. that can help is just amazing. So how can they actually find out more about where to find this product and be able to utilize what you have? Sure. So our website is benefabproducts.com and Benefab actually stands for beneficial fabrics. So B-E-N-E-F-A-B products.com is where all of the products are listed there. And there's also a lot of videos and tons of information if you want to read into, you know, the therapy. And it's really cool, I will say too, that I always say that your past, you know, doesn't necessarily define your future, but it really defines your purpose. And it's been so cool to be able to have like such a nightmare of an accident and such a traumatic injury give so much back. Like it's, it's, it's so ironic. (laughs) Are you fully recovered now? I am. I am fully recovered by the grace of God and I'm fully mobile. I do some public speaking and, and share the story, but probably the most rewarding thing in all of my work is being able to see especially with animals. Like I love seeing the products help people, but when I see animals that don't have a voice go from like, we have horses and dogs that can't, can't get up in the morning. They can't make it down. You know, the dogs can't make it down out of the bed or down the stairs. And then all of a sudden they use the products and, you know, within a month they're walking down the stairs and, you know, their life is going to be extended and their quality of life is better. Like that is what keeps me going because oh, it's yeah. absolutely oh. love that. Cause you know, we want our pets to also have a full happy life as well. So I just yes. love that. Now you do have, it looks like you have a, a book that you're offering at, if they go to your site and are ordering something, you're offering a free book. What is the free book that you're offering? Yes. Yeah, so my book is Broken to Branded and the subtitle is Surpass Your Fears, Find Your Purpose and Take Control. So it really goes over my accident and also it's great for aspiring entrepreneurs or small business owners. Just it kind of goes through the steps of the things that didn't help me in business and all the failures and the bad things um, that happened to me and I don't hold anything back, you know, and then also what happened and what got me to the point where, where we are today. And so that book is on our website. If you, if you put anything, if you purchase any Benefab product and you also put the book in your cart, you can enter book in the coupon code section, just the name, just the word book, and it'll remove the book cost. So you'll get a free copy. Oh, I love that. I love that. Wow. What an amazing story, Kat. I really appreciate you coming on today, sharing your story, sharing this amazing journey that you've been on and how you're now thriving and helping people. Wow. So I always ask this question at the end of my show is what was the one thing that you can say was the biggest thing for you that made the biggest difference? And I'm pretty sure I didn't know the answer, but (laughs) what was the one thing for you? Oh gosh. I mean, I guess in my story, it was definitely, you know, honestly, I think because this is woven like in and out of my journey this whole time has been taking opportunity, like learning to recognize opportunity. Because when I found that cloth, that piece of fabric with that team of engineers, like I could have just looked at it as, 
wow, this will help me. And I could have just kept it for myself, you know, but recognizing that there was opportunity within that to help so many others and so many animals just all throughout my journey. Like there have been so many times that I found something that has been, you know, could have been helpful to me, but has become an amazing thing because I've seen it as an opportunity rather than just a, an event, you know? I love that. So having that availability to, to just see, Hey, this is an opportunity, not just for me, but for someone else. So somebody that's going through a traumatic injury or something similar to what you have, look for those opportunities, look Mm -hmm. for something that is greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that message. And I love that that's what your one thing was, because I agree. I think sometimes we have to look beyond ourselves to Mm -hmm. find more. Yes. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Kat, I really appreciate it again for you being on our show today and sharing this beautiful message. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Donna. I really appreciate you and you asking me on here. I really appreciate it. Well, that's wonderful. And you are going to help so many people, I'm sure, just by your message and Mm -hmm. continue, you know, serving and speaking at events and things like that. Sometimes just sharing that story can help someone else Mm -hmm. feel like they have hope. And I love the message of hope for my listeners because we all, if we have hope, we can do so much. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you again. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow.